0: Facebook family, welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose with me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guide and servant on the healing journey What's my name, Big Papa Brian Post. Hope everyone is doing fantastic, having a terrific Tuesday, and uh, everyone's feeling well and everyone is healthy. So this is one of those, those um, days when I probably would have texted Christy and been like, hey, could you fill in tonight? Because I'm just like a little tired I've been on all day and I'm starting to go and then I'm doing this you know clean eating kind of thing and that jacks with my energy Uh, but Christy's got some things going on in her family and so I didn't want to ask her to do that so here I am Um, sometimes you just do what you got to do right Um, and then I had another thought also what was I going to share with you guys just then, oh, I'm doing tonight's Daily Dose with my shoes off. I would show you my beautiful feet, but I'll spare you, although they are very pretty. Um, speaking of which, pretty, speaking of, hello, Gertie. Speaking of pretty feet, have you guys seen this book, From Fear to Love? From Fear to Love, Parenting Challenging Adopted Children. It's a very important book. It's probably, it is my best-selling book. It is a bestseller because it sold well over 30,000 copies. It is actually, (coughs) I think we're now short of just, uh, just short of a half a million copies sold. Um, But it is the best one of all the books I've written and I've written and co-written 13 different books. And if you don't already have a copy or if you don't know someone who has a copy, it's good for adoptive families, biological families, foster families, grandparents, everyone you can imagine. They can get a free copy in the link. Just go to feartolovebook.com and check that out. And I've got so many books. I see Leslie on there. Leslie is a co- co-author on one of my school books that I was doing so good last year, right up to the end of the year. And... Then business in Northern California started and took off, and I was working seven days a week, and boom, just got, oh, hello there, Leslie, just got uh, completely sidetracked, so I, I need to get back on that. Um, oh, thank you so much, Angela. Thank you so much, and thank you, Angel, as well. So, tonight I thought I'd go back, dig into the archives. I was listening to a little video earlier about, it's a stress model video I just had done, and we'll be sharing um, pretty soon. It's just a little video. Many of you have heard most of it. But I talk about attachment and bonding. And most of you probably don't know that Marshall Klaus and John Kennell were, and I'm sure they are dead by now because I had the fortune to hear them 20 years ago. Uh, They are two of the pioneers in pediatric attachment and bonding. And I think that they may have even... Came up with the two terms. Not sure. Didn't do my research. Someone can look at it if, if, if it matters. So attachment and bonding, Kennel and Klaus, um were the names of the two pediatricians. And they were, gosh, probably 70. I know John Kennel looked really old when I saw him 20 years ago. So maybe they're still kicking. Um, but they talk a lot about in their early work, a lot of their research they did around pedi- pediatrics, infants, had to do with attachment and bonding. And what you, what many of us don't understand, thank you so much, Leslie, is that attachment is the behavior of the child to the parent. So, you know, 20 years ago, when uh, over 20 years ago now, when I first really started to get steeped in working with really challenging children and really stressed out families, reactive attachment disorder was the big disorder of the day and it kind of ruled the day for the better part of 10 years and there you know there are a lot of crazy therapists doing a lot of crazy things and um slowly but surely it's kind of died off or at least my my kind of direct every now and then i'll say uh, i'll hear from a parent who says i have a child diagnosed with reactive attachment disorder um it is not a a diagnosis that I really even then 20 years ago I was saying that children don't have reactive attachment disorder because children don't have an attachment disorder they have an attachment challenge because any of us when you really understand stress and you really understand the attachment system which I'm going to come back to Kendall on class is then you understand that children don't have attachment disorders they have attachment challenges because they are in stress and they are in survival this is really important Um, when we are talking about helping children develop attachment, Kendall and Klaus helped us to understand that it is a two-way street. It is attachment and it is bonding. Attachment is the behavior of the child towards the parent. I think I've done a daily dose on this. Bonding is is the behavior of the parent towards the child. Very, very important. It is a two way street. You cannot have a securely attached child with an insecurely bonded parent. You also cannot have a securely attached child to a stressed out parent. The same way you can't have a stressed out child attached to a secure parent. The only way to create secure attachment is If the attachment system is regulated and the bonding system is regulated. So Alan Shore defined attachment at C, so Kittle and Koss were old school pediatricians, old school attachment bonding pediatricians. Alan Shore came along in the 90s and he's like, hey, let's take this stuff deeper into the brain, because then we have the decadent brain. Alan Shore says attachment is the dyadic regulation of emotion. So, attachment is the dyadic regulation of stress, the ability of two people to regulate stress. And then what does that get you? It gets you an attached child and a bonded parent. But see, back in the 90s, back in the 90s and the early 2000s, when all of this reactive attachment disorder stuff was going on, and even when it's going on today, because really the attachment, the, the reactive attachment disorder movement was just a, it, it was like, uh what's the best way to say it? It was like cognitive behavioral ther cognitive behavioral therapy on steroids controlled by the evil doctor. What was that doctor? <laughs> Dr. Evil. Dr. Evil. <laughs> so that's what the majority of the reactive attachment disorder treatment was it was just it was just an expansion of cognitive behavioral therapy an intensifying of cognitive behavioral therapy on steroids controlled by an evil doctor and then what it did what it did essentially is it just equipped parents who were already stressed out with this arsenal of tools and techniques that just created more stress for their kids and the problem is none of them could see it none of the doctor evils teaching it could see it. They couldn't see that they were actually creating more fear and they were actually creating more stress. And so then you have all these families all over the United States and really all over the world, like disrupting and breaking down because the professionals couldn't see that the practice towards these children, these traumatized children, was actually creating more stress and creating more fear. And if it's actually creating more stress and creating more fear, now let's just go back up. Then it's doing the exact opposite of what Alan Shore said, that attachment really is the dyadic regulation of emotion. If it's creating more stress and more fear, then you cannot develop secure attachment because you can't regulate emotion together. You're actually becoming a source of distress. If you're becoming a source of distress, then a child essentially can't even attach to you. And if you are willingly becoming, and now I say willingly, but willingly, but that doesn't mean unwittingly, like unwittingly and willingly can be two different things. You can be doing something willingly, not understanding why you're doing it. So if you're a parent who's using, number one, who's already stressed out and you're using these stress and fear-based behaviors towards your already stressed out child, then you cannot bond to that child. There's a barrier. You cannot bond to that child, and that child cannot attach to you. A barrier gets created, and what is that barrier? It's stress and fear. Stress and fear creates a barrier that interrupts the ability for secure attachment. The same way stress and fear creates a barrier that interrupts the ability to securely bond. And, you know, it's, it's just the, it's the, actually the most simple concept And for 20 years I've been teaching it. For 20 years I've been teaching that concept based on decades of research around attachment and bonding, around trauma, around regulation, based on decades of it. And mental health professionals themselves still have such a hard time wrapping their brains around it. Guess why? I'm gonna tell you why. It's because they don't do their own work. That which you cannot see within yourself, you cannot see within another. And if you receive a degree, and you think that that gives you the credibility to be a clinician, you still got the wool pulled over your eyes. And the problem is, it's the, it's the academics, it's the professors in these universities pulling the wool over the eyes of their students because they're not making the students aware of the necessity and imperative importance of doing their own interpersonal work. You have to understand your own trauma. You have to understand your own sensitivity. You have to understand your own stress. You have to understand your own fear. And it's the same thing that we teach parents. But see, the problem is professionals want to point the finger at parents the same way parents oftentimes want to point the finger at the child. We have to turn that back around. It's a circle, we're all connected. I have to point the finger back at myself before I can help you regulate as the parent, before you can help your child regulate. We have such a hard time wrapping our brains around that concept because it is getting to regulation that makes such a critical, such a critical difference in the parent-child relationship. Hello there, Lydia. Thank you so much, Angela. And there's Christy, the Post Institute. She says, so goo. Thank you, Christy. (laughs) Oh, so we have to realize, we have to get back to that real core understanding, guys. It's so simple, not easy. It's so simple. It is attachment and it is bonding. It is a 2 way street. Before a child can develop secure attachment, they have to have a secure figure, a secure foundation, a secure base, a secure a secure source that they can bond to. So if we as parents and adults continue to be stressed out and overwhelmed, we're not giving our children. But see, it's one thing when our children are, always, are calm and they come to us and they try to connect And and there's no place to connect. It's a whole other thing if they're completely stressed out, needing someone to connect to, needing someone to help regulate them because attachment is a dyadic regulation of emotion. And not only are we checked out, but then we start creating more stress in return. That is class. That's the classic reactive attachment disorder cycle that parents and children and therapists have been getting stuck in for now Decades. I can say two decades. I've been seeing it for two decades. I've got a homework assignment for you guys tonight. And no, it doesn't have to do with reading from Fear to Love. But if you've not gotten from Fear to Love, I want to encourage you to go get it from Fear to Love, Fear to Love Book.com. All you got to do is pay the shipping and handling. Plus, I give you the audio. Plus, I give you a one hour adoptive mom's webinar. I mean, geez, $7.95. This, change your life, change your family, or a Venti Double Espresso Mocha Latte, which will last you 10 minutes and will give you a great buzz until you crash, and then you're grumpy, and now you're stressed, and now you're back to yelling at your child, and then you realize that Venti Triple Espresso Mocha Latte wasn't worth it after all. Get From Fear to Love. Feartolovebook.com. Homework assignment for tonight. I want everyone to go on YouTube and type in Trauma Brain and Relationship. Trauma Brain Relationship. And you'll see it says Trauma Brain Relationship Post Institute. Click on that. That is the video. I think it's about 30 minutes long to trauma, brain, and relationship. It is so powerful. Listen, and that's old. I'll tell you it's old. You'll see, I was like 17 years old when I was a part of that with Dan Siegel and Bruce Perry and Marcy Axness and a whole bunch of other. I mean, I was young. I was a kid, 17. I look 17. But listen to it. It's so good. I still show it in all my lectures today because it really speaks to the foundation. And one thing I always pick up on now is Dan Siegel says, it's not as if you're saying to a child, you can't have an ice cream cone. Actually, sometimes it is. Sometimes saying to a traumatized child, you can't have an ice cream cone is just like saying, you're not gonna get any food ever again ever, ever, ever. So see, when you really work with kids, when you've been working with kids as long as I have, you understand those nuances. So you can be really smart and write a lot of books, but if you haven't done the work, then you miss those little details. And as they say, the angels are in the details. God bless each and every one of you. Trauma Brain Relationship Post Institute. That's your homework assignment tonight. I might ask you about it tomorrow. I might even watch it again myself, even though I've probably watched it 200 times. So if you've not watched it at least 30 times, you're still way behind the curve because all the lectures I've done, if I show that video, probably at 90% of the lecture I've done, I've seen that video 90% of the time at all those lectures. And you guys know I do a lot of freaking lectures. All right, that's it, gang. Love you. Big Papa loves you. God bless each and every one of you. Remember, in any given situation, we always have two choices. We can one, continue to react from our same blueprints of stress, fear, and overwhelm and keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, which Einstein says is the definition of insanity, or we can stop. I, mean, I guess we can, we can stop. We can take three deep breaths. You see, that's a regulated brain. I would never flip you guys off unless I was acting like a stressed out teen. We can take three to 10 deep breaths and choose love. And I hope you and your family will choose love. I love you very much. Thank you so much for being here with me again. Share this video with someone who means something to you. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Metable. Join us live on weekdays at 6.30 Central Time on Facebook at the Post Institute. Don't forget to get your copy of Brian's best-selling book, From Fear to Love, on promotion. Just pay shipping and handling at www.feartolovebook.com. That's www.feartolovebook.com.